Marion had never felt less like going to church. Perhaps if the kind and loving Mr. Martin from back home were offering the sermon, rather than the sharp-tongued Mr. Throckmorton, with his constant condemnation of his congregation and dire warnings of the hopeless state of the majority of their souls, she might be more enthusiastic. Although, if she were being entirely honest, Mr. Throckmorton had very little to do with her reluctance. She was leaving Nottinghamshire immediately after services, leaving Farland Meadows and Caroline and Leighton. She had imagined in all her naivete that during her sojourn as Caroline's governess she would make a difference and Caroline would blossom into a happy, contented young girl. She had hoped to see Leighton shed some of the burdens he unnecessarily carried. Even if he never came to love her the way she'd hoped, she wanted him to find peace again. None of that had happened. The last time she'd seen Caroline, the girl had struck her— Marion understood the outburst for what it was—fear and vulnerability and disappointment. The poor child felt abandoned. Again. And Leighton? He'd said the afternoon before that he was beginning to find some measure of peace in his life, and yet he'd looked so troubled. In her distress he had held her and offered the comfort she'd needed. In that moment she'd felt home again for the first time since her father and brother had died. He had eased her burdens— but she was helpless to lift the weight off his heart. After she left, would he return to his isolation and unhappiness? Would he ever truly find the peace he needed? How she ached to stay there, to simply be near him. She walked up the narrow path to the church with Roderick and Adele and Cousin Miles, trying to feel some joy in the crisp, clear winter morning. Only halfway to the church doors, something collided with her legs. Cousin Miles barely managed to keep her upright. Marion twisted to see what had nearly knocked her down. Caroline, face buried in Marion's skirts, stood with her arms wrapped around Marion's legs. "'I'm sorry, Mary! I'm sorry!' her muffled cries repeated. Marion managed to detach her enough to lower herself to Caroline's eye level. "'Caroline, dearest,' she said gently. Caroline looked up at her, tears streaming down her cheeks. "'I hurt your face!' she wailed. I'm sorry. My face feels much better now. Marion stroked the perfect ringlets framing that darling face. Caroline sniffled loudly. And I think I know why you did it. You do? Caroline's voice shook with emotion. We are going to miss each other, aren't we? Marion asked quietly, forcing a smile to her lips. She would miss them both desperately. Caroline nodded. Perhaps some day you could come visit me at my home, Marion tentatively suggested. We could sit under my golden tree. Do you think Papa will let me come? Caroline asked, her tears slowing a little. I don't know, Marion answered honestly. I hope so. Caroline nodded and took a shaking breath. And I promise to write to you. I don't know how to read. Your new governess will teach you, Marion said. Another nod, but Caroline's chin had begun quivering again. We should keep moving, Cousin Marion. Marion looked up to see something of a crowd waiting just behind them on the narrow path. Lady Lampton stood at the very front. Marion rose to her feet. Your grandmother is waiting for you, Caroline. You'd best go with her.